So, Idy, you chose this week's midweek mumble. I did. It's a film that we've mentioned a few times in top five, so that inspired the choice. It's Boogie Nights. Yeah. Boogie All the way back. Da, 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 da. It's not in, even in that movie, is it? That's no, this is, this is dating way back to 1997. Right, okay. Mm. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, is it his debut? No. no uh, Hard he, Eight was... Hard Eight, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. With John C. Wright, yeah. Uh, I've not actually that. seen it. I think Magnolia was... Uh, no, that was after, was after this. Okay. Was after. This was a film that I saw at the time and maybe a couple of times shortly thereafter, but hadn't seen it for a really, really, really long time. So I was keen to revisit it because I remember it being really good. But cards on the table, watching it again, it's a fucking masterpiece. Mm, it I is. fucking loved it. Yeah, yeah. it's it, great. It, it, it's, it's a fantastic film. I enjoyed it first time I went to see it, yeah. see it at the cinema. I haven't then seen it. Maybe I've seen it once more soon after that, mm. but I hadn't seen it in since probably, you know, the 90s mm. anyway. So this was a treat to, to watch it back. I remember it being really good, but I'd forgotten just how fucking brilliant or maybe at the time i didn't appreciate just how fucking good it was i, I think that's for me I, I it's i appreciate the the shots and mm. how it's been done the characters the the casting i mm. mean it's fantastic all across this movie a lot of these people in it we talk about the cast it was kind of the first time yeah. that i had come across most of these i don't think i'd seen julianne moore before yeah that's what i was oh, gonna really? say juliet moore no i didn't, I didn't. um Heather Graham, I was just sort of aware of because I've seen her in Swingers, Swingers and then yeah. this, and John C. Riley I hadn't seen before. Mark Wahlberg, you were aware so of. From mm. Well, but they, they were, he collected this bunch of character actors yeah. together, didn't he? William H. Macy, because he was the guy that you always went, oh, I know who he is, but I don't know yeah. what he's been. Reynolds. But, well, Obviously, Bert Reynolds we knew about. But they all came together for this ensemble and fucking worked brilliantly. I don't know if we mentioned the opening shot when we did about long single shot takes but the opening shot of the film is a good couple of minutes it starts off in the air outside it's showing the, the sign of boogie nights mm -hmm. in the street kind of and a then, crane and it comes yeah down and it onto comes the all the way level. down and you've got what's his name is it luis guzman yeah he's fucking brilliant he's the sort of club owner and then it's taking the the crowd and you meet the whole cast at least the main players in the in the film are all introduced in this opening shot it's this really sort of scorsese-esque i was gonna like, that was my one takeaway from this that i was gonna say it feels like it could be a scorsese film it does it does it really does yeah. i don't know if that's his he's inspired by him or it's just a rip off or whatever 100 and i i think like any good filmmaker he takes influence from other yeah. great filmmakers yeah you know he, he's he's not above that you know trying to do everything originally his own shots he said i really like that shot and that would work well here and he's not been too proud about taking it on because some of the scenes are actually when you look back there's i mean we'll, we'll jump right to the end and the, there's another one that's like scorsese as well you know so there's there's a few scenes but why not you know i mean it's it, nobody owns these kind of production no, 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 it's just, you know, you, well you, you're inspired by what you see, I guess. Yeah. The film initially is set in 1977, I think, yeah. certainly the tail end of the 70s. These are the, it's kind of a film of two halves in that respect, in that the 70s are the good times, and then it goes into the 80s and everything kind of goes to shit yeah. a little bit. So we're in, introduced in this opening scene to Eddie, I think his name is, yeah. at the time, played by Mark Wahlberg. And, and he was still called Marky Mark back in these days. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've just made that up. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't think that was true. Yeah. 
But he's he's playing a sort of teenage guy, a dishwasher in this nightclub. But he's known for because Black Rose goes to see him and he says, "Do you want a ten or a five? Yeah. So he's obviously known people go, guys go back to, to see his dick or maybe <laughs> did they him? wank him off or just his tail as old as depends time. What, depends what you pay. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, "No, I don't. I don't want a ten or a five. But you know." Do you know who I am? I'm a filmmaker. And they still, you know, he thinks he's a filmmaker. Was he Jack? Because Jack, he, he, is. he is. No, Jack, Jack is. is the art house film industry. Exotic, exotic movies. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the interesting things that's in the movie because there's nothing sexual about any of it for Jack. He's this, uh, which is Burt Reynolds' character. He's a kind of low-rent Hugh Hefner, really. He's a but everybody, yeah. he's, Well, he's filmmaker. a grandfather to everybody, isn't it? I mean, because there's loads of stuff about family. And I was going to say, like, Dom Taran could be in this. Yeah. Because he would just say, you know, it's all about family. This whole thing really is about family, dysfunctional families. And coming together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he he says to him, "I've got a feeling there's something wonderful in those genes." Just yeah, it out. yeah, I've, I've actually got. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's anyone, so anyone many, ever said that to you? No, <laughs> I've so got many. a feeling you've got something disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's so many great lines like mm. that though in this. It's yeah. so quotable. Yeah, yeah, it's a great script. Is great this, dancing as well. Yeah, some of that, some of that dancing in the uh, you know. 70s it's machine style. gun is the tune where they all do the dance yeah great how's the soundtrack on this side i i bought the soundtrack to this at the time <laughs> when i first saw the film because it's that good it's fucking brilliant it's really really good i was just gonna say it's the film avoids doing an austin powers with the 70s do you mm. know what i mean it's style you're going just going back to the shots and the technique Absolutely. it's very easy for it to go all everyone's groovy everyone's yeah, wearing this shit it's it shows how flipping grimy it is yeah. of an industry that was in this weird halfway house of like you said art house productions it then basically becomes hardcore porn graphic it shows the transition yeah. from it being on film to then just video and it being yeah vhs was kind of the death of, of the peep show theater yeah a lot of what you were saying there about the sort of authenticity of it basically yeah. that that's what makes it good mm. like not into that Austin Powers type seventy oh, seven, and a lot of that is because of the detail. Exactly the 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 sets and the blocking and all the stuff from uh, Paul Thomas Anderson the, that yeah, he gets right. The, it's the, just the decor like, of the place, you know, just the, how he how he's got the it's how you would imagine it. You know, I mean, I obviously wasn't. I'm too young for all this, but um, <laughs> it's how I'd imagine the the seventies would have been, and that industry. Yeah. You know, it just had that right amount of. Of grime about it, but the glitz and glamour. I was still well. glam, it, yeah. There was a lot it, of glam going. Yeah, there was lots of glam. You know, they they dressed up and mm. it was all fantastic. And and some of the like Don Cheadle, you know, he, he's his character and everything in it. There's, there's so there's, the scene with him that that when he's being a salesman is my proudest, nerdiest moment of, of watching a film because when he says, "This is the TK forty one. You've got to get the TK forty one upgrade." Uh, I was like, that's wait. a stormtrooper. <laughs> oh, nice. nice. And then I had to look it up, and it is. It's a uh, TK-41, why are you not your post? Isn't uh, it? Oh, it's, it's, it's a Star Wars thing. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm sure there's loads of other references I, I mm. don't know enough about. They mentioned up, Star Wars. There was Wars. a few others in there. Because yeah. John, John C. Riley and Mark Wahlberg have a conversation yeah. about Star Wars, because he says, oh, they thought I looked like Han Solo. John C. Riley. <laughs> it's not really someone I think of. I mean, the movie is, is this sprawling epic. It's going to be impossible to talk about the plot in much detail, but yeah. it is the story of all these people. And you then get these sort of shorter stories like 
William H. Macy's character's little Bill. story, Little Bill, yeah. His wife is played by the porn star Nina Hartley, and she's just everywhere he goes, she's getting fucked by some different guy, like yeah. going to a party, and like, you know, he comes around the corner and he sees The nickname her. Little Bill doesn't help him. Nothing yeah, helps got, him. Nothing helps him. And, and it's a really kind of graphically tragic end. And again, well, it's I a think chilling it scene because it lines up with New Year's Eve. Like you get again another really long shot that you get. Um, One of those as that he follows walks out him, the house, you know, gets the gun from the car, comes right back on to the house, and as they're counting down to, it's just so brilliantly done. You know, yeah. you gotta love that. Stuff. Did yeah. you hear? She gave everyone in the cast gifts at the end of the shoot. Nina uh, Harley. Yeah, everyone got a copy of one of her porn films. <laughs> nice. And she gave William H Macy the guide to anal sex. <laughs> Wow. That's lovely, isn't it? So that's touching. It's heartwarming. So, yeah, I mean, that's just one of the smaller stories, but you get a great performance from the tragically gone uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman as, I can't remember the character. kind of like this sweaty cameraman, isn't he, who who fancies, who who becomes, you know, we, we talk about Eddie. He eventually takes his stage name, Dirk Diggler. And this, this film was, was based on a, a, a shorter movie, wasn't it? Do you, that Paul Anderson, Thomas Anderson had written before called the, the Dirk Diggler story. Oh, right. I yeah, didn't know it, that. So it was something he'd done at a university that he'd worked. This is research, you see. He, he worked <laughs> to get the money to film this kind of mockumentary mm. almost. Of So he had this frame and this idea buzzing around his head before he got this cast and this script together. And then he's really just turned it into... What is, I I think, a a modern day masterpiece, this Mm. almost, you know, I mean, 97 within our Mm. kind of generation, generation, I I probably didn't, didn't I enjoyed it at the time, but I appreciated it this time watching it. Mm. The the main thrust, no pun intended, (laughs) of the movie is the sort of rise and fall of Dirk Diggler's career Mm. and then all the things that go on around it. So he... He has a lot of success. He wins a load of awards for his acting and his best movies. Cock. Yeah. He wins um, best cock. <laughs> that, that award ceremony. What well, they've going got, through. He's like, yeah. They've got yeah. the vision that they are creating not art essentially, but they it's not just gynecological stuff. No, he, in, he he's making films how, and, how and he doesn't want it those, to be degrading to how women. How different are they today today than None of us would know. I don't watch that filth. Of course we don't, but you've heard of it because Peter's normally talking (laughs) about it. That's true. Um, And starring. And starring. Pete says he's completed He's got a small part, you know, but he's completed Kind of a lockdown. So you've got, you've you've acknowledged, but they did try and weave a story into it back in those What's the name of the character he comes up with within the film? Uh, Well, there's Chest Rockwell. Chest Rockwell, that's it. And there's his one, I can't remember the other one. So they, they are making these series of films. He's a sort of, a hard-nosed sort of detective going around and like shagging and also just beating people up. But when they you show them, they show the 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 dailies and they're editing it together. And he says, "We're making movies here, you know, mm. we're really." And then you see the clips and it's fucking yeah. awful. Yeah, <laughs> I I just have to interject a little bit because the the porn movie puns could come thick and fast here. But <laughs> I ju- I just thought, uh, you know, some of the names that have been porn movies and i was looking at it so et the extra testicle you've got mail everyone i did last summer the sperminator the bone ranger goodwill humping cliff banger lady manhattan 
any given come day. I mean, we've got loads. Of, a clockwork orgy. Edward penis um, hands. Log jamming. Goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> Gangbangs of New York. <laughs> There's so many, isn't there? But I won't go there. But what goes up must come down. And basically, there's a scene where where Dirk is hosting a big lavish party at his new pad, and we see all the trappings of his success. He's got this great pad. He's done it out. He's really happy. He's got a fancy motor, and he's having this really fucking weird, almost incestuous relationship with Amber Waves, mm. played by Julianne Moore, where she's the mother mm. son sort of things. Really, weird. but she starts introducing him to cocaine, and as soon as he starts doing that, you can see the the sort of spiral timing that with the into the 80s and it all starts to go tits up for him but it does i mean it's funny at first because you get scenes like when he's trying to record uh stamp stamp bush i think it's uh, on the you've soundtrack got the touch, well. you've got the power and it obviously absolutely yeah. awful and mark Wahlberg is not a terrific actor i don't think but he's absolutely this is amazing in this oh yeah this, this, this would be most people but all of it he's good he can do the sort of naive guy but when he's strung out and falling apart he's absolutely excellent but they also do that thing where i think we've spoken about it before where dicaprio does it in once more time in hollywood where you're doing bad acting on purpose on on purpose you know and and he's really good at doing that maybe he's just doing acting (laughs) but it's successful in this movie no because he picks it up in in the parts that actually he should be acting did you know that bill murray was offered the part for jack horner Really? Yeah. He could, I think there was a few people before he went for Bert. Well, because Bert was offered it a lot of times and turned it down. Yeah, he he's didn't not, he wasn't, it. he's not, still not pleased with this movie. He I hates think. it. Yeah. 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 Was weird. it about the same time he did Striptease? Uh, it was just slightly before it, and that's why he didn't want to do it, because Striptease obviously had that vibe about it, whereas this was supposed to be, you know, proper. Serious. Like, this is going to be good. Yeah. And people didn't want to be attached to it, thinking it's going to be that sort of shite. So he wasn't keen. They had a scrap on set as well. Who? Paul Thomas Anderson and Burt Reynolds. Really? A proper fucking ding dong. Well, probably Burt would have probably taken him. I reckon, I reckon but... Burt was pretty badass, wasn't he, yeah. in his day? Didn't it? Wasn't he a wrestler or he was an NFL a player? Con, an F- NFL player or something like that. Yeah, he's hardcore. I mean, delivering. He knows the score. <laughs> But uh, this, it doesn't go so well, and before no. long, cocaine really is a problem, and you do get a terrific sequence of Warburg looking really strung out, and then how low things have gone. It's a roller coaster. He's sort of you get this terrific couple of scenes sort of happening at the same time where Roller Girl is being accosted She's in so a limo hot. by some guy she knew at school. The guy that was fucking really awful to her at school, and and, she, and Warburg is handding out it's back to five and tens, yeah, yeah, in the car park, mm. and it's this is. You know, and, and a lot of this movie, although it is set in the world of pornography and has porn stars in it and stuff, it's, you know, and there is sex and nudity. I'm just wondering if really anybody that. knows what five and tens in the car park means. But if you don't, then... Look Call this number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got some um, QR codes for you. <laughs> and it sort of ends up that they're so desperate that they become embroiled in this huge, well, this scheme that gets way out of control at the end of the movie with Alfred Molina. I forgot he was in this. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. And he looked really thin and young. Yeah. And um, that kid's just walking around throwing like firecrackers in the air. And it's just adding so much yeah. intensity to the scene. It's just a brilliant, energetic movie that's great soundtrack. How many of the songs have been sampled, by the way? Every song that came on, I was yeah. like, that's a hip-hop tune, yeah. that's a hip-hop tune. The scene where Don Cheadle's buying donuts. Oh, and he 
there's a there's a robbery and he ends up with brain matter all over his face and the robbery's gone wrong but he's the only survivor this the is back a tarantino of type yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. moment isn't it it would have yeah. been good in our top five moral dilemmas that one well it's not a dilemma for me i was going to say would you have taken that back of mine <laughs> no in video. his situation yes in no, a heartbeat no cctv i was looking around that's kind of what i was thinking <laughs> if if nobody's watching and Everybody has just been shot and you've just been turned down for the loan that can change your life. And that amount of money, there's a certain amount of, you know, it has been provided. Let's take it. You know, and he went and opened then the store with, and I'd forgotten this actually. I'd forgotten this scene completely. So did I, completely, yeah. I it just, you know, I, I remembered some of the disco dancing. Mm. I remembered his massive cock at the end. <laughs> I remembered kind of a, a few other bits and pieces, but I, I just couldn't remember this scene. And mm. the other scene that I had only kind of remembered was the the little bill scene as well. Mm. So oh man, that was grim. That was grim. That was grim, and probably why I put it back in my mind. But this was. Tough to watch as well. You know, well, everyone, everyone really what happens is that everyone has their ups and then everyone hits rock bottom. Basically, every character has, you know, he's there. They have the heist that goes wrong. There's, a, there's, is it Bucky? I can't remember what Don Cheadle's character is actually called. Yeah, it's Buck. Buck. He has the, the robbery. Julianne Moore is trying to get custody or at least partial custody, shared custody of her son. But and she's also addicted to cocaine. She's, she's really at rock bottom. You have that scene. She's been kind of either high or just being a sort of mother figure throughout the film. But when you have the, the aftermath of that um, hearing and she's sobbing, it's fucking it's good. She was Oscar-nominated mm. for this. Well, but this has got to be one of the best movies ever that was not nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. I was looking at that, and it only had three noms. Which... It didn't even get a, no- a nomination On for another Best year Picture. it wins. Crazy. On another crazy. year it wins. You know, it's timing, I, I, I do guess. have one minor problem with it. I don't know what your perspective on this is. It kind of... You get the the rise and then you get the fall and then the movie just kind of ends like really quickly after the fall has got to its lowest point he's just goes back and it's like welcomes him into the family and they start making two and a half hours long yeah i don't know it just didn't it felt like there's kind of no resolution to the story in a way that there's no but it's it's nitpicking because it's a terrific movie full of great scenes and yeah i mean he couldn't get you know, you had the scene with his own mother, which, which was pretty harrowing, and mm. she had hoofed him out. The, I think the point that they were trying to make was the only place that they could be yeah. happy was, was together, the, you know. Yeah. And the, he, Jack basically takes them all under his roof. You see Roller Girls there, Eddie's back on Julia Moore's lap. It's fucking the weird. new guy that was there that got married. Yeah. To He's the... a porn star, Fagan. Mm. Yeah. Yes. The, the, the very last scene is. Practicing his lines in the mirror. He's practicing yeah. lines in the mirror and he's just looking at that kind of... And he's talking to himself and he's almost psyching himself up to the performance, I guess. But Well, the, John Holmes used to do this, apparently, was this was the inspiration for but this. But this was also... And again, in, in the deep research I do for this podcast, I, I found <laughs> out that... And it, I wouldn't have pulled it out, but right. Raging Bull had the same kind what, of score, giant, <laughs> giant penis right at the end. No, you've got uh, Rocky Marciano... Talking to himself in the mirror on Rachel Paul, yeah, 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 or him, yeah, yeah. It's, it's based on Rocky Marciano, yeah. isn't it? So um, <laughs> he's talking to himself in the mirror, and again, it's just that Scorsese right at the, the beginning of the film and right at the end. But of the don't film. gloss over the fact that we do finally get to see his massive. Well, we've schlong, seen, we've and we've seen, seen everybody reactions. else's reactions. Yeah. The Colonel's is the best, and he ends up being a pedo. So, oh yeah, yeah. not so good. But <laughs> what the Colonel, he just—he's—you just get a real tight you. shot of the Colonel's face, and he asks, "Can I see it?" 
he says. Because uh, he's paying. He's, he's, he's paying the producer, for really. And so he unzips it, but it's still just basically on the colonel's eyes yeah. and mouth. And he just kind of looks down, and then he looks up, and he's just got this... It was like Bran Stark, I'm going to go now. <laughs> <laughs> like off into the distance. Um, and we see the cock, it's huge. And it's yeah, you only see it right at the end, because all the time, you, as you say, you just see the reaction of everybody else. And I thought that was, that was so... It's the longest I've ever stared at another man's dick. Because he just stared the whole fucking time. <laughs> no, it's true. What was it like in the cinema? The penis was it? I mean, it oh, must hang have on. Been have you seen it... Bruno? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's got a lot of dick in it. And yeah. Watchmen as well. Um, I saw that on IMAX. Well, it was, it was just, penis it was, was like the size of a It was bus. just as glorious. But you didn't know you were going to see it. You know, it was one of those things you wanted to see it because heard, everybody, yeah. it. everybody, had, I hadn't when right. I first went to see it. It was just like. You thought you'd have seen it before then because it's a it's a porn it's flick. A this isn't a porn flick. It is know. a prop, sadly. Yeah. He got to keep it though. <laughs> he did get to keep it. Yeah. Hi, kids. Yeah. Well, but he's also because he's gone like full right wing Christian, hasn't he, Mark? Is he? Mark is he? So he he also is like, oh, I don't like this movie and blah blah blah. What? Just because it's got a bit of sex and drugs and stuff in it, like it's a story. Yeah, everything else. Really, it's a story about family as well. So get over it. Yeah. It's terrific, by the way, if you haven't mm. got that. There's there's lots of laughs. There's there's great lines. The the decor, the detail is great. The the long shots and everything really is one of. I mean, what else has this guy done that I would know? Magnolia. Magnolia. I don't know that. It's one, the one with the raining frogs. And yeah. right. Tom, I'm, Tom jotting it, I'm jotting it down because I need to. I need to see some he more did, films. There will that be this blood. Oh, there will be blood, I've seen. Yeah, okay. which is good. I mean, I do really like that movie, but I mostly remember the final five minutes. With I've seen uh, it. I drink your milkshake. I, I remember the that. first, like, 20 minutes yeah. where it's just him alone. Daniel he also Day did Lewis. The Master as well, which is really good. Philip Seymour Hoffman, sort of about right. Scientology. It, they're all, they've all got a similar thing. All of his movies have got a thing about dysfunctional families and people coming together and that right. sort of thing. So, yeah, great stuff. He did another one, Phantom Thread, which I haven't seen. It. I think it's about a haunted dress. I've seen that. I stopped watching it. It's Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> yes. I, I struggle to get into that. I, I heard well, it maybe was a tough I, watch. If, if, yeah, it was... It was slow. Mm. It was just really, really, really slow. I mean, it was one of those things that... Films that you you think something's going to happen, but it didn't. But okay, this loads have happened in Boogie Nights. Yeah. Loads happened. Just a quick bit of trivia for you about the award ceremony scene. They got a hundred extras and said, right, just turn up on the day, just wear your seventies clubber, and we're just going to do this award ceremony. They didn't have a fucking clue what it was, and the lady who was doing presenting the award. <laughs> She opens the envelope and says, oh, the winner's Dirk Diggler. Oh, I'm so happy. I can't wait to work with him and have his cock in my pussy and ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all these actually fucking walked out. They, were, no, oh, they, just weren't, they didn't know what it was going to be. And they oh, were fucking no, they so out. Yeah. It would wow. just be Loaded. like the funniest thing ever to be invited to, wouldn't it? <laughs> so that caused massive delay because they had to then rope in another load oh, of no. extras. Pr- pre-warn them what they want to not go to the church to pick up those extras <laughs> no <though. laughs> no no <laughs> 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 <laughs>